Let's go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Everybody who's on sauce for not knowing who Jessica Alba is needs to back off and correct themselves. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Aaron Rodgers was like pointing to everyone in the room and like, do you know who that is? And I think it was like a joke because the kid didn't know anybody. (laughs) Today's guests, New York Jets head coach, Robert Sala, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. From Prime Videos, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, actor Kevin Pollack. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes. It is time for the Rich Eisen Show here in the second week of May 2023. So much going on in the sports and real world. Rich Eisen Show right here on the Roku channel. We are live and free every day from 12 to 3 Eastern on all Roku devices. We are free on select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app, and the Roku channel.com. We say good Monday to all of those listening to us on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, coast to coast. We've got tons of affiliates kind enough to hook up with us so you can listen to us. We're on Sirius XM Odyssey in our podcast. Check us out every single day. Why don't you? Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you on this Monday? Great. Good to see you, DJ Mikey Good D. Good to see you. Mike Del Tufo back in the show. Hey. And TJ Jefferson, the candles like Good to see you here on this Monday, sir. Thanks to James Harden, I'm happy to be here. Otherwise, uh, I, I wouldn't have been. The, just beard, be very the Rich honest. Eisen Show beard on the beard of Philadelphia. All of them hey. together right here on the program. Hey, look, uh, let's start uh, with the uh, NBA. Coming on the air on this. But this I love doing this show for so many reasons. I say that a lot. But uh, I, I love doing this show for, for so many reasons because you, you never know uh, what's going to be the top story. You never know what's going to happen in our crazy mixed up sports world. You never know. Uh, and and uh, figured all weekend long, um, maybe I'll come on the air and I'll talk about the Lakers, Lakers. being up two games to one, blowing good. out the defending champion Warriors in the downtown that? hoops dojo, mm. bringing them into the crypto and uh, bouncing them like they're uh, some guy hanging in the Bahamas, <laughs> trying to avoid justice. Whoa. <laughs> Bounced him. And... <laughs> We're not talking about that. No. Could be talking about the Miami Heat, Heat taking care of business against the Knicks who get Jessica Alba's BFF, Julius Randle back. And uh, they took care of that business. They did. They're up two games to one. They're trying to go up three games to one tonight. Same thing with the Lakers on the Warriors. Could be talking about that, but I'm not. <laughs> Could be talking about James Harden, who you just mentioned, uh, TJ. Yeah. James Harden, dare I say, bailing out the MVP of the association. Easy now. Yeah, taking care of business, though, in overtime against the Celtics squad that is pushing the Sixers to the limit. And vice versa. And vice versa. I could say that. Okay. You could say that. You just did say I that. I did say We're it. not talking about that. No. Not to start with. Could be talking about <laughs> Landry Shamit going from Mark Curry to Steph Curry. Boom. I could say Tim Curry to Steph Curry. Where the hell did that three-point shooting? Guy didn't play at all in game two. Shot the lights out in game three when Devin Booker was shooting the lights out. Tim Curry. <laughs> he turns into Steph Curry. To help the Suns not the series with the one-seeded Denver Nuggets at two games apiece. Kind of talking about that, but we're not talking about that because all we're talking about is... Nikola Jokic tangling it up 
<laughs> with the Suns owner. Hey. Matt Ishbia. Only one T in Matt. A lot of zeros. A lot, lot of zeros. A lot of zeros. A lot of commas. A lot of zeros. A lot of figures. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and Jokic is mixing it up <laughs> with the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Pardon me. Governor. Governor. Yeah. Of the Phoenix Suns. Mm. And um, happened with two and a half to go in the first half. Ball in the stands. Jokic is trying to grab the ball to start the five-on-four break because Kogi's hanging out in the second row because he just launched himself in there trying to get that ball. And uh, there was a tie-up situation. There was a tie-up situation because the Suns owner thought he owned the basketball like he did the Suns. So, I mean, doesn't he know? Uh, he owns the Suns. He doesn't own the basketball. Maybe, may, maybe he thought he was back on the bench at Michigan State as the walk-on that he was in the 2000 championship team. Maybe he thought that there was a possession arrow pointing to the Suns. So he was he was grabbing on that basketball. He had some PTSD. Now I know Jokic did kind of give a little bit of the business, kinda. But Jokic, Jokic, Jokic after the game thought there's. Who's this dude sitting in the front rows not giving me the basketball back when I want to start a fast break? <laughs> this was Jokic, two-time MVP of the NBA after the game. Nicola, what, what happened when you went out to get the ball on the side? and <laughs> What was the explanation they gave you for, give, that, for giving you that technical foul? He, he, told, he told me he was elbowing the, the, the fan. So, But the fan put the hand on me first, so... I thought the, the league supposed to protect us or whatever. So, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. So we will see. Did you happen to know who the fan was? He's a fan of. He's on the. No, no, no. I know who is, but he, he's a fan, isn't he? If uh, he's a sitting senior. Phoenix Suns owner. Sitting on the court and he's a fan, isn't he? Yeah. That doesn't mean that he's a. So whoever it is, and he's a fan, he cannot influence the game by holding the ball. Do, do you worry that this may lead to a fine or suspension or anything? Why? Like that? Uh, just if the NBA official said that he thought you shoved him. Mm-hmm. So, but his hands on me. So, I'm, they're not going to protect me. They're going to protect the fan. I mean, they can do whatever. Of course, they don't care. But I think they're supposed to protect players. So. Woo. Jokic calls the governor of the Suns a fan because for all he knows. He doesn't know who that is right. in real time. Come yeah. on. I mean, if you if you pulled the players of the association, if tra- if Travis Kelsey doesn't know who ninety percent of the <laughs> NFL coaches are, these players definitely don't know who ninety five percent of the governors are. They they'll notice Cuban, and yeah. they know their own, and they know their own. Maybe. And uh, <laughs> although, would he be able to pick Stan Kroenke out of a lineup like our third hour <laughs> guest <laughs> Kevin Pollock from The Usual Suspects? I don't know. I'm assuming, and um, they'll know the they'll know um, the the Schmecky owner of the Knicks, maybe, and maybe they know Balmer, maybe they know him because he's the crazy oh, yeah, guy. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't like know. three of them. He has no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I mean so that's his way of describing who he tangled up with. Uh, the the Nuggets coach Michael Malone has another opinion. <laughs> uh, this is what Coach Malone had to say about this very subject matter after yesterday's loss. I'm still not really sure what happened. I haven't seen a video of it. 
Um, I think it's crazy that Nicola got a technical foul in that situation. He's going to get the ball, and some some fan is holding on to the ball like he wants to be a part of the game. Just just give the ball up, man. You know what I mean? And you know they they deemed Nicola doing something that was excessive, I guess, and they gave him the tech. But uh, I still don't really understand it. Just think the fans, the owner of the Suns, made any difference? I don't give. A <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's. I really don't care. <laughs> that was Brockman's reaction on our text chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who cares? Mm-hmm. Here's who so, uh, no surprise, no surprise that the governor of the uh, the Suns does not wish to be front and center of the NBA playoff conversation. This very morning, at Mishpia 15, great win for the Suns last night in an amazing series so far! Exclamation point. That should be and is the only story. Suspending or fining anyone over last night's incident would not be right. I have a lot of respect for Jokic and don't want to see anything like that. Excited for game five. Go Suns. Two more exclamation points at the end of those sentences. Now, let me say this. Um, I don't know the governor of the Suns at all. Um, But I I do like him for two reasons. Uh, One, he's not Robert Sarver. So that's number one. He's got that going for him. Plus. <laughs> Plus, he's not Dolan, so there might be three reasons. I'm just talking about I'm just keeping it in the Suns gotcha. box here. He's not Robert Sarver, so that's a plus. And plus, um, he's got a feud with Dan Gilbert. Yep. I like it. That's in the business world because they are both going at it in the business world. Interestingly enough, it's, it's Spartan on Spartan violence. Which Mr. Comic, as you know, Mr. Comic Sands of Cleveland is a big Spartan, which makes me uh, kind of like him. We certainly gotta, sitting on it. Certainly, when he takes the Michigan head coach away from us and the basketball program and sticks him on his bench, only to fire him within a matter of months. But that's just that's just me. So I kind of like Ishbia if he doesn't like Gilbert, who, by the way, is the only governor who abstained in the vote to make Ishbia the new owner of the Suns. So bringing his own business problems into the world of the NBA. So I kind of, I kind of, I have a a certain um, liking to this guy just right off the bat. Okay? So let me just say this. He's in the wrong. He is in the absolute wrong. Here. Because he grabs the basketball from Jokic. If he just gave the basketball up to Jokic... If he just gave it up to him, that's it. There's no shoving. It's over. There's no pushing. There's no elbow. There's no nothing. Just give the basketball up. Look at that video, right? Over and over again. Look at the video. And all you'll see is a tie-up situation. Would have been a jump ball. Just give the basketball up. You're the owner of the Suns for crying out loud. You're the owner of the Suns. End of story. So I'm sure he's coming out and saying, I don't want to be suspended. I don't want anybody fined from it because he doesn't want this thing to keep going on and on and on and on. Uh, I, I proffer to say, I can't wait to see where he's, his seats are in Denver. Uh, should they do him like Jordan Love's parents? Just stick him out in the Raptors? Just put him in the last uh, row. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. That's my take on it. Very simple. Give up the basketball. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Give up possession. What are you doing? So, 
My two cents on that matter. I think you agree. I 100% agree. You don't, though, <laughs> do you? You think Jokic was in the wrong? DJ? I, I, I don't know what I think, but after watching it, it's just, to me, it's kind of like a no harm, no foul at this point. Just reviewing it. Guy grabbed the ball. Jokic went to grab it. He didn't see who he was at first, and then he saw it was him. So, yeah, the second time, should have let it go. Um, I just find it funny when people say he flopped because, trust me, when a, a 6'11", 275-pound Serbian guy puts his forearm in your chest when your legs already have a chair behind well, you, that's, you're probably going to go back. But other than way, that, no harm, no foul. I think it's a non-story. Let's just keep it. Hey, oh, it's definitely not a non-story. It's the two-time MVP of this league getting a technical foul in a playoff game. Don't those add up to technicals? They do. And so he got teed in a playoff game because a governor of the opponent wouldn't relinquish the basketball. And he just definitely made contact. And I'm with you, though, too, by the way. I have, <laughs> I have lost my balance because there is a folding chair yeah. seat directly behind the, the backs of my knees, and you can fall, you can fall back easily. Certainly when it's somebody of Jokic's size shoving you. By the way, never been shoved by someone that size also in my life at age 53. <laughs> so I, I can't speak to uh, anybody's balance. But, you know, it made it worse because it looked like he was trying to make the situation worse for Jokic. Like, oh my goodness, yeah, I'm yeah. a fan and I just got contacted by him. You should definitely tee him up, if not eject him. That's what that falling back if you think he's flopping communicates gotcha that's why it's a story today and he's trying to stop it and all he needed to do in the moment was relinquish the basketball because Jokic had a right to have it Mm -hmm. and hand it to the official and then it's on the official as to whether the ball should be put in play it shouldn't be placed in the hands of the governor of the Suns to determine when a ball should be placed into play. That's the issue today that he is trying to put to bed with his tweet. It's now in the hands of the commissioner, who I'm sure is calling him up today to say, hey, welcome to the NBA. Give the basketball up when it's in your hands. And I'm sure he's calling up Jokic and saying, hey, don't extend your forearm if you think it's a fan. Okay, we'll handle that situation. And I don't know what you say to the officials. I think the officials were right to tee him up. If they saw an actual, and we have a still photograph, he is throating Ishbia with his left elbow at one point. Well, that's because that dude's like 5'8". I got it. That's why I feel like a fine suspension, no way. A fine is probably going to happen just because you can't have a player no matter what, do that to a fan. But other than, yeah, I'm just saying, touch the player, like Jokic said, are you protecting me or not? And okay. the fan, and the fan is not giving up the basketball, yeah. and he wants to get something going. He's got a situational awareness that he, this guy's down. If we get the ball to the official, and to me, we have a five on four break. Let's go. Now. Let's go. I know. In a really tight game and a hotly contested series. Correct. Right before the half. What is this guy doing? Give eight, me the ball. Four, eight four four two oh four rich is the number to dial. Um first up on this program, Robert Sala of the New York Jets. Do I spend any of my real estate asking him if he knows who Jessica Alba is? <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, it's it's a conversation piece. <laughs> you know? I don't know if you know there's a lot going on with the Jets. Their schedule comes out Thursday. I'm a, maybe, re- maybe. Oh, it's not happening Thursday? 
Peter King said it might not be ready. What? Um, How? I have been told to clear my one Thursday schedule and have not been told otherwise. Okay. So this happens every year. Is it ready? Is yeah. it not ready? Stay tuned. It's like waiting uh, for a steak. Uh, I'd be surprised if it's, uh, if it's uh, not happening all Thursday. Right, all right. I've been, I've been cleared for takeoff, just like the Jets. Oh. <laughs> See what I've done. Chris Maddox is coming in here in studio. Maddox. So we'll shove him into the seat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. He's just back from, uh, from Mexico. Mexico, yeah. I didn't see the fight, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Went the distance. There was a lot happening this weekend. A lot, I think a lot went on. We got it all covered. Kevin Pollack is here. There was a coronation. By the way, not with Kevin. <laughs> there was. Not with Kevin, but over in the over. I don't understand the ro- royal family stuff. I just don't. Care. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was amazing. That, that, that was my favorite part of that. that was, wow. that was my favorite part of the coronation. <laughs> then he came back from the. Oh God, it's my favorite part of the coronation. <laughs> You know, and it's really odd. It was really yeah, odd yeah. when uh, when when the coronation <laughs> happened, Dalton. and then they said that Matt Leinart would be next. <laughs> We're like, wait a minute, he's not. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was William. I thought it was William who was William next. Coming How up is next? Matt Leinart William? next? Yeah. I thought Matt was from Southern California. <laughs> Coming up next, Southern Essex. Well, uh, oh, so okay. there's that. Later on, we'll talk about which <laughs> player in sports. Who's been waiting a long time to be crowned? Yes. We'll get crowned this playing season. Do you like that? Overreaction Monday, Kevin Pollock and more. We'll take a break so we're on time for the HC of the NYJ. Robert Sala, the man of the hour, coming up next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests 
guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Robert Saul is about to join us from the New York Jets, the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, so following up what Peter King said, yes. uh, he said it, 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 it's probably going to be done for Thursday at 8 o'clock, but it may not be finished in time. They're still trying to hammer out you know, the opening Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Thanksgiving. There's a Black Friday game this year. Obviously, Christmas Eve and a triple header on Christmas that Monday. Uh, so, you know, Peter sources saying eh, it might, mm, might go mean- up until the 11th hour. <laughs> 272 games. You know what? Um, it's going to happen Thursday, I think. Just saying. I think so. I mean, it, it, everyone's got plans for it. I have plans for it. I have plans. So, hey, I've got plans. All right. <laughs> right, Mike? I'm just saying. When you have I plans, love the schedule release show. You do, do you? I kind of, because it's Fox. We, it's, we, I, I get to the schedule release show was the first show we did. Yeah on NFL Network, where we made something out of nothing, and did we get roasted for it? And then everybody did it. Roasted you for did? it. We yeah. got yeah. roasted for it. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Who cares? Who cares if the schedule's out? We already know who's playing who, and you're making something out yeah. of nothing, and now everybody's everybody doing it. it. Now they make it crazy. And now it's a whole big to-do. I'm just worried if it's not done in time, what is Francesca going to do for? Well, Francesca's not on the air anymore, and so we would, we would, we would, we we would, <laughs> we would. Honestly, it was, it was Omerta. We couldn't say a word to anybody, and, and then we and then the Jets it. and the Giants would leak their schedule yeah. to uh, Francesca. The Giants yeah. would be the one to Giant. do it. Yeah, yeah, all the time. But we and would we'd, have, be, like, we'd, we'd be walking around NFL Network saying we're trying to create something here yep. that everyone's making fun of, and then everyone. Be, the Pope, the Pope is. What like, am I doing over here? Reading all the secrets. Yeah, we, like when you tell us to go get our shine box. <laughs> Honestly, back here on the Rich Eisen Show, eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Uh, before we get to Robert Sala, I just want to say, uh, in my opening take about what's going on with the Suns and the um, owners' beef business wise with Dan Gilbert, I had no idea. Uh, that Dan Gilbert's son had passed away over the weekend. None. And I, got, I appreciate you guys letting me know that in the middle. Um, so um, if any of my sports criticism of Gilbert uh, was taken um, by you as being insensitive, I had no idea. So my condolences to the Gilbert family. Just wanted to say that. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Joining us, uh, one of my favorite people to have on the program, and uh, and that's because... Um, I'm, I, I like him very much, and uh, boy, am I rooting for him. <laughs> I, I'm just straight up, straight, just straight up saying that. <laughs> the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Coach? How you guys doing? Oh, hey, hey, come hey, on. Hey, Sounds like you got a pep in your step. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, anytime the players are in the building, I get a little bit, a little bit extra pep. Okay, where, where are we? We call it, we call it phase two? What do we call this part of your year phase right now? Phase two, phase two. Okay. So we're on the grass, a lot of individual, no one-on-ones, no team, but uh, just guys moving around and uh, just executing technique. That's about it. Okay, and so so much conversation about uh, the quarterback, obviously, coach, and whether he's going to be there or not. 
What is your sense of uh, Rogers' participation of the spring this year for the Jets? Um, What's he told you? Well, he's here. Um, okay. You know, and I know he's he, uh, he's got a couple things planned uh, that he had planned prior to ever being traded. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to be respectful to all our guys with regards to prior obligations and family stuff. So he's got some things going on, but uh, um, he's here. He's present. And when I say present, I mean he's fully engaged. And uh, uh, it's really cool just to watch him uh, operate from play to play in this communication and, and the way he works from – position group to position group in terms of explaining things. Um, like I said, he already knows the system, and so now it's just it's kind of trying to help everyone get on the same page, uh, not only with him but with the coordinator, the whole line, and um, it's it's been it's been fun. It's been it's been really a cool thing because we do have a we still have a young roster, but this this off season we've been able to add a lot of veterans, so it's that little mixture is is a pretty good combination. Well, I mean you. The the adding of veterans on the roster um, was that from the the vaunted list or 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 not, coach? <laughs> you, no, you know what? Um, the list. What do you got part, for me on the list? It, no, it's okay. Part of a tacket too, you know. Like, sure. um, you know, whenever you bring in new coaches, and I, I made mention of it the other day, and I, I, I feel like sometimes we try to demonize uh, demonize the quarterback when, in actuality, it's it's very common. You know, you're you've got a new coordinator. He's he worked with Lazard. He worked with Billy Turner. He took Billy Turner with him to, to Denver, you know. So uh, he's got guys that he's comfortable with that he wants to continue working with, and the quarterback has some thoughts too. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's. I think it'd be kind of silly if uh, if your Hall of Fame quarterback has has a comfort level with somebody and you don't answer that that bell, you know. It just I think it's counterproductive to what you're trying to get done and. Uh, um, and if we work, you know, that there's an old saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that's in communication. If we're truly going to preach communication and being on the same page and we're going to listen to everything. Well, I, I just want you to know, and I'm sure you guess this. I don't care. You, you get whoever you want <laughs> that makes them comfortable. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I do not care one whit because uh, you're, you're, you've got to do what you want to do and what you need to do. And if it makes Rogers happy and it actually fits your system and your offensive coordinator, then, then go for it. But did did you, I mean, again, was it ever written down on a piece of paper or did you ever have a conversation like, hey, who are you interested in, Joe Douglas, ever tell you they had that conversation at all, Coach? No, I, I think, um, you know, in all honesty, it, it, nothing's ever been written down. It's just uh, come in, we're watching tape and suggestions are made. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things that he suggested were had already been brought up from Hackett. You know, he'd already before all the trade talks were even talked about when we were doing free agency, when Hackett first got hired, he brought up guys that he would love to bring in to, to help uh, accelerate the installation of the, of the system. And, uh, and so there was a lot of overlap. It was just very, it was very easy to make these decisions. And some guys we haven't been able to, to bring in and some guys we have. And, um, and it's been, it's been really good transparent communication between coaching staff, front office um, players. And, uh, and I think we've, because of it, we've been able to have a very productive offseason. And in terms of communication, while uh, the Rodgers um, conversation was being had between the general managers of both the Packers and the Jets, my uh, my friend and colleague from Sports Illustrated, Albert Breer, wrote in his column that you and um, and Matt Lafleur, who go way back, right, best men at uh, at weddings and and whatnot. You you, yep. you you guys agreed to just not talk about this situation while it was happening. Is that a true story? Yeah, Coach? Um, absolutely. You know, uh, 
I have such a high regard for Matt and his family. And, um, you know, it just, it was, it was, it's pointless. You know, it's, uh, you know, we just made the decision to let, uh, Joe and Goody do their thing. And, uh, um, and we just coach football teams and, um, you know, we, we, you know, I, I lean on him and, you know, he leans on me once in a while. We, we have such good transparent dialogue with regards to head coaching and, and thoughts and, and things. It just wasn't worth allowing, um, this transaction to kind of get in the way of that, if you will. And, uh, so it was just an agreement that we made and, and, uh, and that was it. So was that like at the coaches' meeting in a text on a phone, just like hey, uh, let's just. That was way, way before. Okay. You know, it was just we we're FaceTime. We were FaceTime each other all the time. And okay. We're talking. I was like, let and both of us. It was really like a, a and just a, in a very um, organic way. Just let's agree not to talk about this and let the GMs do their thing. Okay. So it was like Fight Club. You said like let's that's Rogers became like Fight Club. You don't talk about. It. <laughs> Basically, yeah, what it was like. Okay. Pretty much. Right. Pretty much. Well, and and again, you've been around Rogers, um, trying to stop him for for many years in big, huge games. What have you learned, Coach Sala, about Rogers now that you've been around him um, as much as you have, and now that he is your guy? What have you learned so far about Aaron Rodgers that you might not? You know, one know? of the one of the biggest things that we learned was actually two years ago when we went down to Green Bay and. Uh, scrimmages against him in practice mm-hmm. and just to watch how he practices and his and and how vocal he is um and his demand for perfection and um so we i can can already knew that but to have him here and just that veteran presence because you know my in my career you know matt Schaub was a fantastic quarterback at houston we go to seattle russell was still young so i i was there for the first couple of years of his career mm-hmm. Um, we go to Jacksonville and Blake Bortles is early in his career. Um, we go to San Francisco and, uh, Jimmy, technically he was early in his career, uh, even though he was a little bit more vocal because of what he learned from Tom, but he was so as a starter, just there for two years and, you know, he had a, an injury in there. And then this year, and then we come here and Zach is early in his career. So to have a, a veteran quarterback kind of grab the the reins and, and the communication and the level at which he does it, and um, it's a, it is a pretty cool thing because it's a new experience for me too. Just being transparent with regards to the experience of a quarterback, the experience that uh, of that type of a quarterback uh, to be in the same building, and um, <clears throat> so he's been he's been he's been fantastic. Now again, it's it's the off season, so everyone's happy. There's no adversity, and uh, so there's. You know, there's a lot of padding on the back, but uh, but right now everything's been great. Yeah, and I'm sure you saw him. Uh, he's taken in Ranger games, Nick games, um, <laughs> you know, and, and Sauce, Sauce is there, Lazard's there, Brees Hall's there. I mean, um, Jessica Alba's there. I mean, this is. I mean, this is this is this is totally different now, Coach. This has changed, no doubt about it. The whole business. Yeah, but he's he's a he's a big city guy at heart. I mean, he's. Um, and he's been good. I think he's one of those guys that can kind of take it all in, and it's not. That's obviously it's not too big for him. So he's been. It's been good. Okay. And have you gone up to Sauce and said, well, "How do you not know who Jessica Alba is? Have you done that yet, Coach?" Cause, no, okay. I'm, I, I let them have the, their personal life. Is their personal life? Okay. I usually stay out of that one. Okay. There you go. <laughs> all right. Robert Sala of the New York Jets here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. A couple more minutes left with the with the HC. Um, is there um, something up with Makai Becton? He tweeted out he wants to be – he is a left tackle, and then he deletes it. Um, and your response was go essentially earn it? 
if I'm not mistaken? No. Did I get that right? No, you know, there, there's nothing to that. I mean, it's um, I love the, I love his competitive nature. I love that he wants to be a left tackle. I, I love that he wants to be and he, that he's vocal about it. But at the same time, um, no different than anybody else on this roster. Uh, you, we have to earn our keep every day. And if he if he keeps approaching the offseason the way he has, and he keeps um, you know, he looks fantastic and everything about him, a big smile on his face. He's a good mental headspace. If he attacks it the way, if he continues to attack it the way he has, I have no doubt that, that he will earn it because he's a special, special talent. Um, but the one thing about this league is it can humble you very quickly. And, and there's just a, you have to have the mindset to not only earn your keep, but keep your keep. And, uh, and it's just something that he's, uh, he's been approaching every day and, and so there's there's nothing to that one. It's just more just a subtle reminder, I guess, for all of us that it doesn't matter what we want if we're not we're not approaching every day to attack what, to attack and get what we want. Then we're just not we're really just kind of spinning our wheels. All right, and and then again, I I know this is not part of your flowchart, but where are, where are the Jets um, and Quinn and Williams right now on on signing him long term? Where's Joe Douglas on that front? Do you know? Um, you'd have to ask Joe, very okay. confident that Joe will get it done. Like, I'm not, um, there's, uh, I know the reports are flying around this weekend, but he'll, he'll get done. I'm not worried about that one. Okay. And Brees Hall, what do we expect from him week one of the season? I know, it's, uh, he, I know it's the first looks, week of May. I got or some first. For sure. He looks good. He, he, it's almost like we have to slow him down because you want to okay. make sure that when you're, when you're, you pace those things, you can't, you don't want to repair him too quick, but he looks powerful. He looks good. He's. He's hitting good numbers, uh, his GPS numbers when he's running, and uh, so he's also in a really good head, head space. He's been here the entire time. Obviously, he didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere else to rehab. He rehabbed here, which is all, which obviously I'm biased. So I think you just the organization knows you better than anybody, and so they've been helping him through that. And uh, so the he is on track uh, to be ready for for week one. He must have been psyched that he got a college teammate as his new teammate, first round draft choice of the Jets. I'd imagine. I'm not, right? How could you not pass rushers, man? <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, so, take, take all of them. <laughs> what What'd you like about him? Uh, a lot of the. I mean, look, there's evaluations. You evaluated him, and 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 Joe Douglas evaluated him, and that that's all that really matters. But. You know, a, a couple people in in my business were a little surprised that you took uh, McDonald where you did. What do you got for me on that front? You know what? Um, it's a, it's all on what you value, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, first and foremost, we're always going to take the best player available when it when it presents ourselves presents itself. And I think what what surprised everybody is that you know you can make an argument that best available wasn't a need. Well, it doesn't change what you do. It just for the last two years, everybody we've drafted seemed to be in need, you know? So it was always best available happened to fill a need. So it, it seemed easy. Um, well, best available now doesn't necessarily mean you need it, but you never want to pass up some, somebody who you think can change a game for you. And uh, when you look at pass rushers in this league, it's, it's a passing league. Um, and you look at a guy like uh, Will, who's got ridiculous length, ridiculous bend, a ridiculous get off, and as he continues to mature and develop, once he gains his power, gains power, he's going to be very, very, very hard to block. And he is every bit of when you look at him, just the Randy Gregorys, the the Brian Burns, the, he just has this movement, bendable, uh, uh, flexibility, and all that that just is elite. And um, and there's nothing more. <clears throat> I've always made the argument that you could have a Hall of Fame back end 
corners, safeties, linebackers, they could be Hall of Famers. But if your D-line can't get to the quarterback, then you're going to be very average on defense at best. Well, on the I, flip side, though, yes. on the flip side, you could have an average secondary and an elite D line, and you're probably going to be elite on defense. So you're always just trying to make sure that that uh, that we can come at you in waves and get the quarterback on the ground. And I, and I know that's that's your philosophy, and I and I and I, I love it. Um, and I and I know my next question might might make it sound like you're not excited to have this kid. Um, but you know, a lot of us in the media thought you were going to go for Broderick Jones. And uh, he was on the board uh, right before you. And the Patriots let the Steelers go and cut the line. And as I'm hosting the draft, in the back of my head, I'm like, of course they did. Of course the Patriots <laughs> let them go ahead and take the kid that the Jets was, and I thought you were going to take. Were you thinking that too when the Patriots let the Steelers hop right in front of you? Was that the conversation no, in the draft? The, 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 the difference between 13 and 15 mm-hmm. uh, and, and the way the, uh, the everything shook out made no difference to us. Okay. So, all right. Uh, you, you can throw that one. All right. Is Tipman going to be a day one starter, you think? You're the center from uh, he's, he's, Wisconsin? He's going he's gonna to be day one competitor okay. uh, in terms of competing with uh, Wes and uh, um, um, Connor uh, for that for that center spot, but uh, he looked good in rookie minicamp. He's a big boy, and uh, he is. So I'm excited to see those three go, those three go at it. All right, coach. I got to be honest with you. I'm. I, I think I've done a pretty good job of not jumping out of my skin this entire conversation. You want to evaluate <laughs> me on this conversation? No, no, you're you're always fantastic. I appreciate that. <laughs> I gotta appreciate that. I mean, I'm just seeing these young Turks take to Rogers and him to them, and I understand it's just the first two weeks and it's a new marriage and this is the honeymoon phase and we haven't played any games yet and things like that. But I'm seeing it. I see Sauce. I see Garrett Wilson catching from Rogers, and I'm just and everybody's telling me, well, they got to win the Super Bowl now. So I'll throw that in your lap. What do you say when you hear that sort of conversation? about Rodgers being there at age 38, pushing 39, and all of that. Because I, I, I don't know how to respond to that, but I'm jacked that this is entirely a possible thing. What do you say to that, Coach? So, you know, um, it's, uh, you, you acknowledge what you have in front of you, mm-hmm. right? And you, you acknowledge what you have in, for the future, and you acknowledge expectation. Those are all fantastic. and But really... Um, there's a difference between acknowledging what you're capable of and then bringing yourself to the moment and dominating the moment so you can get to where you're, to where you're, uh, to where you're capable of. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's always good to, to, to kind of look to, to understand what you're capable of, but you quickly have to have the discipline to bring yourself back to you, where your shoes are, where your feet stand and, and to know and ask yourself, what are you doing in the present to help you build to what people expect out of you? And um, and so that's what our focus is. And we don't have to win anything but this moment. And if we're winning this moment, then we'll trust whether we'll win the next moment, and the moment after that, and the moment after that, until it comes time to, to play football games. Because, I mean, I assume that's your message to the team, because when the schedule comes out, we're expecting it to be Thursday, you're going to... There's going to be lots of coast to coast. I mean, Rogers and Dallas for crying out loud. I mean, that is you. You, I mean, I don't know if you're you're expecting to be away from home on Thanksgiving, but that that reeks of a Thanksgiving game or even a first Sunday nighter. Mahomes in your house and 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 hurts in your house 
Um, my gosh, Herbert and all of them. We got, we got. Mm-hmm. Have, it's going to be. I know for for TV and fans, it's yeah. fantastic, and we got a lot of really cool games coming up. And uh, but none of it matters. None of it matters. You got to take care of your own. Do your best, and you trust that your best is good enough. Coach, really appreciate the time, as always, as you know. I appreciate you guys. Really appreciate you having me on. Anytime. You be well, sir, and um, and and say hi to Sauce for me. You know, he's 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 my favorite, as you know. I'll give him a big old hug for you. Will you do that? <laughs> well, be careful because he's probably wearing that very very uh, shiny um, uh, chain uh, that says Sauce. <laughs> that might hurt you. So be careful. I don't want anybody getting hurt. It's it's the first month, two Mondays in the May. Okay. Take care of yourself. Appreciate you. Here you go. Right back at you. That's Robert Sell. Head coach of the Jets, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. There you go. How you feel? Feel good? Oh, I do. It's May 8th. <laughs> you want to give me the time, the traffic and weather together? It's the, on the ones? Sure. I mean, is that what you want? I'm just here to remind you what day it is. I understand that. All right, cool. I, I didn't. I asked him the question you keep asking me. Got to win the Super Bowl now. Huh? Well, what's he going to say? He's a coach. And we got to win each day. Uh, one game I know time. that. We just go, can we I understand that. Schedule? I understand that. But he knows what time it is. Which is what? Got to win time. Oh, yeah. You got this guy for one, maybe two years. You got no business. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's unbelievable that you're saying that. No, what, what do you mean? Because if when Brady was 38 to 39, would you have said you only got one, maybe two more years out of him? No, because he still looked awesome in the playoffs. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> you want him to play till he's 50. Brockman thought well, to be. He did. Can you put up the photograph of Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> he, he looks great. Honestly, I don't know. Did, did he do something to his hair? They cut it. Right? And he and he's a little die situation? No, no, not a die. No. I don't think he's I don't think he's JFMing. Okay. Uh, I I I, I you know, I don't that. know. He's got the he, he's just got that number eight looks weird. An elite hair yeah, yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah, he's always had elite hair, yeah. No, but I mean, uh, I don't know. This guy looks like he's not going to fall apart. You know? And he also is enjoying the moment. Like, he's not using the Jets as a transfer portal to somewhere else like Favre did. True. And so... He's also won the last two weeks. I mean, he's done everything right. He's everywhere. He's showing up. But I, to your point... We the next two weeks we want him to win is weeks one and two yes. of the NFL season. Right. Okay. Yeah. So when far, so when good. you know, put up the schedule. You know, you know, or at least the opponents. You know, first two weeks of the Jets season Ooh. is going to be a, a division game. They'll throw the Bills on the mix, and then it'll be. It could be they could start him at home. They could start him at Dallas. They could start him in Kansas at home against Kansas City right off the bat. Rodgers versus Mahomes. Of, oh. Well, no, no. That's Kansas City's got to be week one. That could be week two. He could be their home oh. opener. Bus throwing him to to Dallas on the road be, to that start. Could be Monday night, week two. That's a tough schedule. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could throw Amazon a little bit of a throw them a freaking bone. I don't know. Oh, uh, first Thursday. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That would be pretty rude to do a short week. See Aaron throw some lasers. Mm. Uh, Chiefs would have a full week. They would. Yeah. That would not be fair. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> Scratch that. And this is why Peter's well, like the schedule. No, 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 no. It's all done with computers. It's not like the, the, the they have the, with the, the old board. with the board, the board and, the, and the, the chips that they would put wow. on the board, like yeah. the tags they put on the board. Concerts, events. Yeah. Yeah. Cross-reference. Yeah. Yeah. High holidays and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. 
Sukkot with the with Aaron. That doesn't happen in the fall, by the way. That was just I like Sukkot is funnier than Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur's. There's nothing funny about that. So stop it. I have no idea. What I understand that. No you got yeah, the Jews out there understand what I'm saying. Got it. Jay Fell is not here today. All yeah. I'm saying though is why why can't Rogers play till he's 45? That's the way I'm looking at it. One game at a time and hope for the best. Here we go. Maybe Rogers is gonna give Brady a run for his 40 money, his 40 something money. Just one to two years. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Save it. Sorry, folks. Thank you. <laughs> Save it. All right. Eight four four two zero four. Oh, by the way, we have a uh, a new hell going on. Oh, a work? Yeah. Oh. And it's close to your home, sir. Uh oh. Coming up next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Is it true your dad's a Jet fan? Yes. I mean, such a Jets fan uh, that he has a Jets tattoo right here. Oh, my gosh. When did he get that ink? Uh, was it was he inspired by Richard Todd's play in the 70s? Or what <laughs> was it Ray Lucas in the um, 90s that caused your dad to get that ink? Who, what, what was it? Do you so know the story So the big here? thing about my dad and being a Jets fan, and I was once a Jets fan, um, <sighs> now definitely a Giants fan. Um, 1969. <laughs> you're, you're 1969. So I'm sorry, I grew you're up so a Jets fan. And, um, <laughs> go on. Yeah, just 1969, <laughs> the first AFC team won the Super Bowl, the year my dad was born. Born in New York, um, growing up, everyone loved the Giants probably a little bit more. Uh, so he kind of just went the other way, being a Giants fan, um, and kind of passed it on to me. Uh, so I grew up being a fan of Curtis Martin, Thomas Jones, uh, Chad Pennington, uh, the Mark Sanchez era uh, with Rex Ryan and those guys. Um, so I think he kind of got it probably maybe like when the Mark Sanchez era was going. I don't think he did it because of that. Sure. Um, he always had a passion. He always wanted to do it. And one day he just made up his mind. He said he's going to put a Jets tattoo right now. I don't know what I'm freaking out about more. The fact that you could be a Jet. You were living and dying with the Jets while I was living and dying with the Jets. 
or that your dad and I were born in the same year and you could be my son. <laughs> and I've got a 10, almost 8, and a 5 at home. And uh, this is not about me. It's about you, Saquon. But, um, so was your dad disappointed that the Jets didn't take you? No. Um, my dad was happy that, you know, he see his son living in Or didn't get a chance to take you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was happy just, like I was saying, his son, he's him and my mother. Uh, very fortunate to have both parents in my life. Um, you know, I've always went to them and told them what I want to do and what I'm passionate about. And they always give me great advice. Um, and uh, try to show me the way of what I got to do to get to my dream and live out my dream. All of our show sits on our YouTube page. Check it out. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network back here on our radio uh, simulcast with the Rich Eisen Show stream on Roku. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, Chris Maddox is going to join us in studio in person coming up next hour. Lots to talk about with him. And game four tonight here in Los Angeles. I'm sure he's going to Lakers hosting the Warriors in the downtown Hoops Dojo. Um, And so he will be there, as will both teams. And Chris Brockman's favorite conspiracy theorist referee, (laughs) Scott Foster, is there. Now, I'm confused as to what his role is tonight. Will you help me? Oh, you know what a role is. No, 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 no. no. Excuse me, because you are the king of he wants the best situation for the NBA. Now, hold on a minute. The Lakers losing tonight to extend the series, as you know, he's a professional extender. Hold on before you tell me what his role is tonight. Um, the, The Warriors winning tonight to extend the series, which is what the NBA wants for its partners. But I believe you would think that the NBA would want the Lakers to make the finals. That would put things in jeopardy. The Lakers would have to win another road game if they drop one tonight. So what is... Scott Foster's role, like what what has the the NBA told Scott Foster to do tonight? Since that's what you think <laughs> is happening, Chris. Can you help me enter your beautiful mind and tell me what's happening? Let's go Windhorse, real quick. Okay. Okay. Nice. Rare double win for the league tonight. How so? All of course, as you said, Rich. Great for the league if the Lakers win this series. Great for the league if the Warriors win this series. Scott Foster has really? one job and Is one it? job only. Hold on. Extend this, baby. Extend. We want seven games of this. But why is it great for Warriors the league? Warriors big tonight. I don't understand. Why is it great for the league for the Warriors to go back to back when right. the Lakers oh, winning, make, the Lakers going on a run for the ages that nobody saw coming, and LeBron, after a couple of years' absence, wins it all in Los Angeles. That much better for the league. Don't you think? Oh, also much. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, okay. I don't understand. And that puts a I Warriors win point. tonight puts that in extreme jeopardy. Oh, totally understand your point. Also good for the league. Oh, Steph, back-to-back titles. Is he on Mount Rushmore over LeBron? Mm. Does he pass LeBron in the all-time rankings? Stephen A. Smith said, LeBron, off of Mount Rushmore. Steph, in. Okay. If another title for the Warriors. <laughs> so, no, it's so. a win-win. Scott Foster, though, a lot of whistles tonight for the Warriors. For the Warriors, Warriors okay, big tonight. Okay, I'm so I'm 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 glad I found this information out. You never knew, did you? Didn't uh, I mean I didn't know. So, and how is this communicated to Scott? Did they blink? Did they blink yeah. twice? Oh, they sent, tell you what, they sent three eyed raven. Is it on a? It, it, no, it's a three eyed raven. Yeah. That's a good one. Thank or uh, do they write it on a piece of paper? Yeah. Right, Slide and then email him the coordinates. It's it's underneath. 
a trash can out by a rest area in Rancho Cucamonga. Mm-hmm. So he's got to spend an hour plus traffic time to go drive out there, look underneath the trash can and say, whistles for the Warriors tonight. Extend. Or it just says extend. Extend, yeah. Extend or end, right? Isn't that what it would be? Extend or end. Right? So brief 30 it, second phone call out of pay phone, just oh, catching up. That's it. Killing yeah. time. Clarence speaks extend. Down. Yes, the crap report. <laughs> yes. Clarence so speaks, it's, goes it's, to a payphone because there's so Manila, many of those around. It's a manila envelope mm-hmm. in a parking garage Yeah, across the street from crypto. That's too obvious. A little too obvious. Okay. Look, when Anthony Davis has two fouls in the first quarter tonight, look, just tell me I, t- I told you so. This guy over there. I've seen too many it's games. It's whatever he I wants to read things. into Scott Foster. Scott Foster is a tool of the NBA. Yeah. Even though on the floor, he seems to have a mind of his own, right? He knows what the mind is. Oh, my God. He knows what the this number is, guy. and he has knows what his mind is. You have to give okay. him Good respect for the fact that he will. there's hills that this man will die on. And this is one of them. And this is one of them, yeah. <laughs> He's looking at us like I'm we're so, crazy I mean, for not being of the same mind as him right Manix now. Mannix knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know who won't say that? Chris Mannix. Thank you. <laughs> Rogue referee, my ass. <laughs> Hour number two coming up right here on the Rich Eisen Show. More insanity from Chris Brockman and Chris Maddox Whoa. on the program. That's the, next year, that's my fantasy basketball team. Rogue, Rogue referee, my ass. And if you don't think the Knicks are winning tonight, you guys are crazy. So it has nothing to do yeah, but, with any, like Jimmy well, Butler. How's Foster controlling that? Yeah, exactly. He well, can't be two places at well, once. Who's, who's there? Zach Zarba. Is he on the take two or? I, whoa, those guy. are your words. Allegedly, whoa, I'm just. I, whoa, I don't know. Whoa, I, that's what I'm. Thought we were, no, no, no. That, he's not. That, hold on a second. He's not saying Scott Foster's on the take. Oh, okay. He's saying he's in the tank ah. for a group of individuals pulling the strings from the headquarters of the National Basketball Association. So essentially, Scott Foster's Pinocchio, and those people are Geppetto. Is uh, that's a very good. You could say that. Okay. You could say that that um, LeBron is Kukla. <laughs> Steph is Fran. Who's Ollie? <laughs> and Scott Foster is Ollie, who runs the whole damn show. <laughs> you could say that. You could say that. You're saying this. No, you could say that <laughs> the Lakers are Cookie Monster and Scott Foster is the hand of Frank Oz. <laughs> T is for tanking, and that's good enough for me. F is for... Uh-huh. This guy. So, again, I just don't understand. Scott Foster, he, he, he got the message tonight. Extend. 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 Got it.